Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by a guest to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's Micro Nations Tour, episode one. I'm going to cover days one, two, three, four, which is going to be Bologna, Rimini, Genoa, San Marino, and also Monaco. So to kick off, we flew from Stansted to Bologna and stayed at the Fly-On Hotel, which is right next to the airport. It's actually a 30-minute walk or three-minute drive, so you've got a decision to make whether you go by paying 16 to 20 euros for three minutes or you walk. The walking bit is not that easy. You have to go round at the airport and it's like, right, right, right. You have to go round this like, military base. It's not the easiest thing to do. But the hotel was fantastic. Great continental breakfast there. And the price is roughly around, I reckon, around 70 to 100 euros in that price range. Between three of us, brilliant. Next morning, got to the train station in Bologna, which was around 23 euros for a 20-minute trip on the Uber. And we had a driver who did not speak a word of English, and we did not really speak a word of Italian, but somehow communicating. Quite funny, love the fact we're from Norwich, and gave us some tips of how to use the app in Italy, which is called Trini. So that's T-R-E-N-I-T. At Bologna train station, we had our train tickets booked to Rimini, and there is a plethora of numbers at the train station and you need to be careful because your train ticket will have a platform number but there's also the same platform number for a different type of train so the regional trains the national trains there's platforms for each of those but with the same platform number so you have to really bear that in mind anyway a bit of confusion we got there quite early so we had a bit of time and we got that sorted out and popped to the right platform and got the train to Rimini and that was a direct train from Bologna you can get cheaper trains around 15 to 20 euros which kind of take hour and a half this fast train straight there about 50 minutes but double the price so you need to decide which one you want to do and once we got into Rimini I hung around for about an hour went to a real trendy cafe called Cafe Ducale I've recorded an episode on that on my trendy coffee podcast I'll release that next week and for Rimini a fantastic little town city going along the water the river right to this lovely park very sunny, chilled, lots of cafes, lots of people hanging about. And you can also go the other way to the beach. So we decided to nip to Decale, have a pastry and a coffee, and of course get the episode recorded. And that was around 10 minutes, so that was not, wasn't too bad from where we were at the train station. Now, for San Marino bus, you need to go to the outside of the train station, across the road, to a tobacco shop. Quite small, but it's got, it says selling San Marino tickets. You need to go in there and buy your ticket to San Marino, which is six euros one way. So we bought a return, obviously 12 euros for that. The bus stop is further down the road. So you come out of the tobacco shop, take a left, and you come to a hotel called Hotel Napoleon. Make sure you get to there, wait for the bus, and they do turn up on time. So overall, Rimini was just nice. Just followed the river down, nice vibe, nice weather, and it's got that sort of beach-type town vibe too. If a bit of time, I think going to Parco XXV Aprilil 
would be a nice little afternoon just sitting admiring the views. On the bus straight to San Marino, this took around 50 minutes again and winding up the hills. And for us, we didn't realise really before the trip they had snow in that area. And as we got higher and higher, the snow was more and more prevalent as we got to San Marino. And we arrived at San Marino in the centre of town, which is right underneath the castles. And we stayed at a hotel called Hotel Jolly. That's around probably 75 euros to 100 euros a night for three people. And that's right next to the bus stop. So two minute walk, jumped off, checked out the amazing views. So when you get off the bus stop, you can look towards the castles. Fantastic. Look behind you. There's a little platform and there's fantastic views of the whole area with snow around it. Pretty magical, really. And after checking into the hotel, we popped to Bala Toretta for some lunch, which was a nice classic Italian dish of ravioli for me for six euros. Unbelievable. Now in San Marino, it's not that big. You can walk all around the windy, hilly streets up to the towers. And we visited Gaeta Tower, which cost six euros to get in. But that six euros also has a pass for other sort of historical sites around San Marino. And you can use it, I think, within seven days, I think she said. But anyway, we didn't really have enough time for that. We visited the main tower, which is Tower 1. Got great views up there, walked around. And kind of, when you look out 360 degrees, it's just rolling hills with snow on them. It's pretty, pretty cool. And you can also walk between the peaks and the towers if you really want to, um, which is definitely worth doing. But for us, I think it's too snowy, too icy, and we did, didn't really have enough time. I'm a bit knackered. After that, we went back into town and we stopped off at Cafe Titano for a trendy coffee. That was on my list. I didn't manage to get an episode recorded, unfortunately, um, but that was fine because <laughs> when I was there, I had a little bit upset tummy. So I had to go straight back to the hotel and deal with that. And the vibe of San Marino is chilled. There's not many people there. It does obviously feel like Italy, of course, and amazing views, snow, and fairly reasonably priced. Hotel was reasonable. The food is between six and ten euros. And after that, we went to Cafe Galetti for a classic burger and chips with tiramisu. And we finished the night. Of course, our group always does this. We always seem to go towards these pubs. And we went to a pub called the London Pub and had a beer and watched a football. And that pub had a kind of a hipster vibe, more of a younger vibe in there. It's kind of hidden away from the main drool of San Marino. So it's worth going for if you want a pint. That was San Marino. Fantastic place. Go and check it out. Nice one and an easy one to go and do from Rimini. And next morning we done a bit of admin on the travel app and we decided to stop off at Genoa before Monaco. And that was going to be a fair whack of a travel. It's going to ask about two trains. So that's one up to Milan and then across. In terms of hours, probably five to six hours, something like that. So early morning, we got the bus at 10 past eight and we're worried that if it didn't come, our whole plan for that day was going to be ruined. It arrived, no problems. Jumped on the bus to Rimini and to catch a train to Milan. In the Rimini station, there is a lovely little cafe. Lots of coffee options, pastries and sandwiches. I would highly recommend it's in the station. I'm talking around eight to ten euros for a sandwich, a pastry and a coffee. Definitely worth getting for the train ride. The total cost of Rimini to Genoa, so the two trains, was about £50 if you need that. Arrived in Genoa after all that, the trains were super easy in Italy. They're super organised, super chilled, lots of seats, lots of space. You can do your admin, do your writing, do your social media. There's no black spots for internet coverage. So as long as you've got coverage in EU, you're fine. So we didn't really have any problems like reading some books, checking out some internet stuff, whatever. Arrived in Genoa, train station, 
And again, we booked our hostel right next to the train station called Estello Bello. And that is a four bed dorm for around £70 between us with a free breakfast, towel cost, an extra two euros. Vibe there was a mix. It was more for families as well, but also the youngsters kind of mixed in with our lot, really. So not really dominating by anything, not really a party hostel, I don't think. But lots of activities going on. There's a bar there, there's some musical instruments, they put the sport on, you can sit outside. Lots going on. They've got a great kitchen as well, so you want to go check out and cook your own food. That's a great kitchen there too. Popped into the dorm bed. We had one person in there with us, unfortunately, because he's got to deal with three people, but he was very quiet. He had a bottle of wine to himself on the balcony and was in bed by 10 and snored all the way until we left next morning about 8. So fair play to that lad. Walked around Genoa, actually. So we checked out the harbour front. That's okay. Lots of people sort of hanging around, enjoying the sun. Unfortunately, there's a cruise ship there, which ruined the view. And we sort of wandered there and had an amazing local restaurant dinner at Trattoria de Mario. I saw this on the map. I wanted a traditional Italian where locals go. And in Genoa, away from the harbour front, you weave in and out the tiny little streets. And you can just take left and right and just see where you end up. And they're very tight, actually. I mean, in the summer, if it's heaving, it's going to be fairly tight. But after a nice little sun-filled sunset along the water, we dipped into the Mario restaurant. I was absolutely right. Local people and local dishes at five euros each dish. And the waiter was sensational. I read on reviews that you get big portions. So what happened is we spoke to the geezer who was serving us. And he was the only guy serving this whole restaurant probably 30, 40 people. And he spoke English to us because he loved that and knew that. So we had a bit of banter with that. And we ordered dish each, which was a bit of pasta, penne, spaghetti, and also a fourth dish. Now his reaction to the fourth dish was one of shock because he obviously knew how big the portions were and he couldn't believe that I ordered the fourth one. So one each and the ones to share, get free bread as well. And the drinks are super cheap. And Bambi asked for some wine the waiter replied with a litre of wine. And Bambi said, no, that's a bit too much. Okay, half a litre would do. And we had half a litre of wine between us, which was not expected. The guy who was serving us loved us, entertained us, had a laugh, joking around. Because the rest of the people, obviously Italian, so I think he had a nice little time speaking a bit of English. Fantastic food. I mean, you need to go to my social media to check that out. I'm going to have to put a post up about that. The penne was nice and mild in terms of spice, but Bambi loved that. Our spaghetti came with a bit of seafood. Absolutely sensational, like, absolute dream of that. And just a great vibe and great food and great price. For 30 euros, we got an unbelievable amount of food and drinks. I'm not sure if the geezer done us a favour there. Anyway, left him a little tip on the table, and I hope you appreciated that. Wandered back to the hostel full of wine and pasta, and just checked that place out on Google Maps, Trattoria de Mario. It's not hard to find, and it's pretty close to the central area. Definitely worth checking out and a highlight. Of Genoa. So right now I'm in Monaco and we arrived from Genoa which is two trains, one to the border of France and then only 20 minutes from the border there into Monaco train station. Monaco the second smallest country in the world and also my 54th country I travelled to. That is worth checking out for probably a whole week but it's got a weird vibe. It's this sort of rich vibe, one in three people are millionaires with normal people and the people kind of serving the rich, it feels like. But a fantastic location, mountains in the background, Riviera at the front, and everything in the middle is kind of squished together to create these nice little windy streets with lots going on. 
And of course, we wandered from the train station to our hotel, which is technically in France. The road's kind of split into two. You can't see it. You just know it on the Google Maps. But on the way to the hotel, we sort of checked out the F1 track. We tried to work that out for about two hours, where it goes, where it winds in, winds out. And we just went and saw the sights, the harbour, the big yachts. They're there as well. Had a nice little trendy cafe stop at Gerhardt's Cafe. And we had a huge, huge salad with a coffee. But prices instantly going up. So that's obviously going to cost you around 20 euros with a coffee, a drink and a salad. You just are in awe of the amount of wealth there is there. And it's pretty surreal, really. Wound our way sort of round to the hotel, up the tracks, up the roads. It does go up and up and up. So bear that in mind if coming from the water. Got to the hotel. This hotel is called Apart Hotel Adelice City Les Hout de la Monaco. And it costs around 117 euros between three of us. And we have two double beds. I think one double, one queen, maybe one king size bed. Um, so you can definitely fit three or four people in this room. Decent value. Breakfast is 16 euros. For the location, you are going to go up a bit further up in terms of where Monaco actually is and we are into France. After checking in, refreshing, we made our way down the slopes towards the waterfront and had to go and see Monte Carlo Casino, of course, if you like James Bond films, that's the one. And you stand outside, get your photo and you see all these expensive cars driving in and getting parked up. So we made our way, lost the money in the casino and of course roulette, grim game. Then we nipped out to dinner at a restaurant called Bella Vita and we had a fantastic wood-fired pizza actually, 16, 17 euros, something like that, real central, delved into that, um, but just bear in mind that towards the end, if you're hanging around just chatting and you've got no drink left, they do want you out there because it's very busy. Fantastic food though, made our way out and of course, no and I like, we want to go and watch the football, so we made our way to an Irish bar called the Trinity Irish Bar, parked ourselves in there about six, seven o'clock, and did not leave until 2am. And what happened there is we got some drinks in, watched the football. And then at the last knock-ins, we we're about to leave. And then this huge group from a company called Grafana, who are a tech company. They're on this like, massive week-long work thing in Monaco. They all piled in and filled the whole bar. I think our initial reactions was, ooh, we've got to leave here. It's a bit too noisy, a bit too crowded. So a big shout out to Eduardo and Anna who entertained us with their travel stories and our travel stories and bands and stuff. And we stayed for an extra probably two hours than we intended to. Uh, we even got a song of El Bamba going, La Bamba, um, with a couple of the workers in that company who are Spanish-speaking. There was another Mexican guy there who did not look Mexican at all. Um, but we got him, Anna, Eduardo, we all got in, sang La Bamba. Titchell got recorded and is now on Eduardo's social media and is well-known, apparently, according to him, because of that. So fantastic vibe overall and a great night and a great ending to a great day in Monaco. The only thing I'd say is if there's one place we didn't really want to get embroiled in a sesh, probably was Monaco due to the prices. And I'm talking nine, ten euros a pint. So we had a few of those and very, very merry at the end of that. And the walk back is a little bit annoying just to go up and up the steps because Monaco is just the way it's built. It's just a bit tiring. So I remember just climbing up the steps from that. But overall, a fantastic, fantastic night. And yeah, I can't thoroughly recommend Monaco enough, really. you just got to be a bit budgeted about it, and you've got loads of money. 
it's very safe, it's very clean, lots of rich money about, so that's the kind of vibe it's got. But I'm glad I've ticked it off, been here, we're now going to go walk around in the morning and make our way to Nice Airport to fly to Rome for the next instalment. And the, the second part of this series will be Rome in entirety. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time. Cheers. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you.